This is the Hairy Americans podcast. You know, I'm just a just a big hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. So, first ever Hairy Americans podcast. I'm here with uh, Tim, who's having some technical difficulties, but he made it. To say lightly. <laughs> and Andy. Um, you guys want to introduce yourself, like where you're from? Okay, Tim Walt. Um, let's see, I forgot my username on there. It might be uh, Packerman. Oh, Packerman. I thought it was staying on. Anyways, uh, Tim Walt, Cape Coral, Florida, and uh, a uh, a truther for Derek's uh, league here. <laughs> I am Andy Peacock. I, I'm trying to find my name. I changed it. Is it the Super Mario Brothers? Yeah, I was honestly like, I change mine like every week anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean I have to get Alvin Kamara, but like in case I do, I have the name. No, I mean, you're pretty much locked in at this point. <laughs> yeah, at the nine spot. He'll follow me. I, 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 <laughs> um, from Cape Coral, right around the corner from Tim. And yes, he's going to enjoy this first podcast. This is exciting. So, um, I was going to tell you the story. I was talking with Nate in the league and, uh, I can't remember what I was talking about. He was like, yeah, like, so draft prep's going pretty good. Like I'm only like 300, uh, mocks behind Andy. <laughs> and then I said, how is he doing that? Like, how, like this guy's a machine. And he goes, yeah, he's the only guy I've ever met that like you could pull up next to him at a stoplight and he would run a trade by you. <laughs> <laughs> there's some truth to that maybe yeah <laughs> so how many mocks are you actually doing at this point i would say this year it's less mocks and more real real uh year-long fantasy team yeah it's the real thing this year i'm probably only at um i think i've done 81 best ball drafts but that's not, wait till you get to Tim, okay? This is nothing. Just wait till you get to Tim. Uh, and uh, I've done, um, I've probably done about 100 uh, mocks, but the rest has been real stuff this year. How many is that, Andy? 81 uh, best balls. Yes, and how many real stuff? Do we have to say the truth on here? I mean, is this like, do people really have to know how much of a degenerate I am on this? Okay. <laughs> It is like 21 year-long season drafts I've done that I have to manage each and every week. All right, Tim, what are you up to? I have like uh, 160 best balls. <laughs> What's the dollar amount on these best balls, or do you prefer to not disclose? Uh, are our wives going to be listening to this? No, we won't. We won't disclose it. <laughs> I said they're all cheap. They're all cheap. cheap uh, like a do- like a buck. Yeah. Yeah, they're all pretty cheap. Dang, man. I feel uh, like unprepared at this point. I think I've done like five mocks and I've listened to like a couple podcasts, but you guys are like three months ahead of us. You're listening to podcasts. Nice. Do you, you do any podcasts or no? I did when before July. That's all that was out there was podcasts. You couldn't really get any fantasy talk on the radio. Um, so I would listen to a lot of podcasts. From the Super Bowl up until July. It's like hard to focus on because like they're talking about like 
all of the uh, ADP and all like this of all these players, and it's changing like so rapidly. So it almost feels like a waste of time. Yeah, I'd say from yeah from a few months ago till now, things have changed so much. It's ridiculous how guys have you could get in the end of the third round and are going like at the the end of the second round. They they move up the whole round. Um, like carry on Johnson, you could get probably at the beginning of the fourth round and the third and he's some are taking him in the first round now some are taking him at the beginning of the second round um yeah things have just changed a lot wasn't he like a waiver claim last year no carry on was uh, he was drafted by the the detroit lions and he was the running back he got hurt in the middle of the year i think yeah. that's what tim's name was last year carry on my wayward son <laughs> that's my name in the league right there <laughs> he felt so strongly about him. He changed from Packerman to Carry On. Yeah, that was my name all last year. I'm a Carry On so. Derek, let me ask you something. What's that? How has your year been being the Super Bowl champ? I mean, I feel a little undeserving because, like, I, last year was like a huge slack off year for me, where I just like, I'll be honest, I wasn't spending as much time. Um, on fantasy and it like the stars just align but it's been good man i've been enjoying the uh the prize money like living it up at nightclubs every night and uh nice. ready to roll it over to this year yeah no that's not happening <laughs> i appreciate you handing the torch to me <laughs> this is gonna be your year huh no it's not I don't know. I mean, I kind of like the Packerman name. Like, I think that was your signature move, and uh, that might have been some bad juju to switch it up like that. I never know. It could be this year. It's going to carry on. So, so uh, what do you guys think about um, switching to fourteen teams? Like, how much more difficult is it going to be with the same number of roster spots? Uh, well, it is definitely more more difficult. Um, the more that you uh, grasp of the you know the guys that are going in the 1920 uh, rounds and beyond, uh, the better you know you're going to be able to draft. But um, you'd be surprised on a 14 team draft that there is available at the end of the draft for you. So. Yeah, I agree. A 14 team does make it a lot a lot more difficult. Um, especially like if you're drafting at the beginning or the end of the round, to wait 28 picks to come back to you is ruthless. And if there's if there's a quarterback run or a wide re- or a tight end run, especially like you are left out. You just see him flying off the board. It's back to you, and there's like Mike Gesicki on the on the Dolphins or something left for you. So yeah, it could be brutal if you don't uh, have a good strategy at those points. Yeah, I feel like you could be feeling, like, really strong about it. And then just like you said, like, in the blink of an eye, like, it all goes like, it all goes out right in front of you. But, um, yeah, I feel like it's it's more about, like, that mid-round knowledge that where it really shows up. Because, like, you can kind of, like, whip out a cheat sheet and like, dominate the first three rounds. Like, anybody can do that now because you just, just whip out Google. But then, like, where I think where – I mean, you've won my league, what, like, three times. I feel like we're – you keep doing that is because you've got all this late round and mid round knowledge. And like, I don't know. I think that's where all the gold's at. It's all the mock drafts. I <laughs> Only 100 mocks this year, but you know, you've been up in your, uh, 
<laughs> yeah. wouldn't focus on the other league. Yes, I have. Have you guys been? You were telling me about this guillotine league. Have Have you guys been doing that this year? And uh, what's that all about? Because this is the first I've ever heard of that. I think it's on the draft website. They came up. They started last year the guillotine league, and so you draft. There's 17 teams in the league, and you draft. I think it was 20 rounds, and then after the first week, the team that scores lowest points, they get eliminated from the league, and their whole roster gets on the waiver wire, the waiver wire, and everybody can bid on those players. So, and that happens every week till there's four teams left, and then you go for points, and the top three win money. But and you have so I mean, there's a lot of strategy involved in that. Like you, you, you know, depend on who is there, like first week you don't want to spend too much right but uh yeah it sounds like a lot of fun this is our first year doing it so what do you think tim i agree with you just said and it's going to be exciting to do that we are also in a uh, um a uh, terminator draft which we're doing on monday that's been fun for us and uh that's unique as well because what happens is um each before each um, you draft actually 26 players, and before each week, you have to get rid of one of the, the players on your roster. It's a best ball format, um, so uh, you know you, each week it's best players for you. But each week you have to, before the week starts, you have to um, eliminate a player on your roster. So uh, again, that's a, a new, exciting way to uh, draft the team this year. So. And there's no waiver wire on that either. I mean, you, you draft your team, and that's your team for a whole year. So. And so, how many players do you have at the in like the last week? Like three, or? You have exactly your starting lineup, which is ten. Oh, I understand. You're just cutting your bench. You're cutting your bench away. Yeah, one yeah. week at a time. Gotcha. Your last week, whoever you you gotta rely on every player that you have on your roster for a score. Gotcha. So, like, just being devil's advocate on the uh, on the guillotine league, say that like the number one draft pick is available week one. How? What percentage of fab would you spend on on that player? Starting with Tim. I don't want to get much of my philosophy, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to say that depending on my and what they have, I'm not going to spend. If, if someone I absolutely need, I'm going to, you know, be as aggressive as I think can be. Um, and if it's someone I don't need, if I have if a running back and I have two powerhouse running backs, then I'm not going to be as aggressive. And uh, I'll try to get maybe one of the wide receivers for less money. But I think the key is that you want to have fab money left, um, you know, at the end of the year. And when all the really good players should become available, you want to have money to spend uh, at that time. So. Yeah, I mean, that's a tricky thing because, like, this is the first time we've done it. So I've thought of a couple of things, like just kind of laying off the first week or two and see how everybody bids on players like what it's going to take to actually get somebody one of the top guys because every week there's going to be 
a top guy there for everybody to bid on. So, I mean, I'll put a bid on just so nobody gets anything for cheap, but I kind of want to see what, you know, are they bidding 50%? Are they bidding 70%? If Saquon's up there, you know, are they bidding everything? They're probably going to bid everything on it. Um, but yeah, I think there's a couple ways to look at it. But then, you know, like if Saquon or Zeke or Kamara do get on the, the waiver wire, I mean, those guys will win you the league, so... Yeah, I kind of feel like in that situation, I would probably bid it all. But then, like, you are kind of giving away. I mean, there's nothing that can replace, like, a number one running back like that. So I feel like I would just I would just bid everything. But I would probably regret it from that point onward, having, like, <laughs> no money to spend for the whole year. Yeah, because then you need a receiver, and there's you have nothing to bid on for a receiver. and you have bye weeks, and yeah, it, it could mess you up big time. But you know that there's going to be somebody who's going to bid everything, so you kind of have to, like, throw the house at it if you really want it. Yeah. I've done – I'm on three guillotine leagues, so I'm hoping to make it far in at least one of them just to see how it works. Yeah, so. I guess you could do, like, different strategies in each one. You could go for, like, the uh, like the cheap strategy where you're just trying to, like, hang on with as little as possible, like, gamble it, and then, like – you could go for it in another league where you're spending all your fab. Right. Yeah. There's a, I've heard actually a couple of different um, ideas on how to, how to do it. And one of them is, you know, if you can get the player that is going to win you the league to, you know, go as high as you think you got to go. But the other part of it is, is there's, you know, whatever, 17 people that start out. And so your odds of being the, that, person in the first few weeks are actually low to you know to be eliminated you kind of you can kind of ride with that for a little bit that there's 17 teams and hopefully you're just not one of the the first three or four to get eliminated and then kind of get aggressive but like like andy said this is first time so it's going to be uh we're we're going to learn as we go kind (laughs) of you have to report back and then uh Last night, me, Tim, and Tad did a high-stakes league. Our first one, we all went in a third on it. It was interesting. We, we met like five hours before draft time to do mock drafts and kind of figure out our strategy, what we're all comfortable with, like in, in each round, like should we go for a running back, you know, should we wait on, on receivers, you know, through rounds uh, five through seven, like there's so many receivers there that you could just wait, you know. Um, but, yeah, it was really interesting, and – I think we're gonna win the whole thing. I don't. Is but, this um, the one where it's like on a national scale, and if you win, you win like gobs and gobs of money? Yeah, it's a quarter million for the winner. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, well, how many people signed up for it? There's a lot. A lot of people. A lot of people. There's uh, how many were there, Tim? Do you remember? It, it was meant for 160,000. And uh, we're less than half right now, so that is, and it's a guaranteed uh, tournament. So that's actually really good because that um, increases our odds by over fifty percent. Oh, so only half signed up. So then the the company who hosted it has to pony up the other half. <laughs> that works out. That works. Yeah, the least amount of teams better. Guaranteed, they have to pay out the uh, the prize money that. Guaranteed, so that's great. So tell me, Derek, what's your thought on uh, Todd Gurley this year? Have you read up on him? Like, 
with what happened last year and how you would draft him this year? I mean, I think he's a stud. I would probably – I'm always, like, high on running back. Um, right. I'm not super current on all the injury stuff. So, like, what what's the current status of Gurley? Well, it's just that, like, he had the arthritis is what it came out with um, last year. That's why he couldn't, like, really be there in the playoffs. And he dressed for the Super Bowl, couldn't play in the Super Bowl. They drafted a, a running back. I think it was in the third round. Is that right, Tim? Yeah, either third or fourth. Third round. And then Malcolm Brown, the running back that they had as his backup, uh, Detroit gave him an offer, and they matched it. So, like, all the signs are pointing, like, they don't really trust Gurley. And, like, if he couldn't play in the biggest game of his life, like, what? who's to say, like, you draft him early, and then he dresses for a game, and he starts out, but he can't make it through the game. Like, you're getting, like, five points right. back. You, you just don't know every week. Like, that's somebody – Todd Gurley somebody that I don't think I would really touch unless it, what the value was like fifth round or something. He'll never last to the fifth round. I mean, somebody will will take him probably in the second round or maybe even the first. But um, he's just somebody I would never trust. Yeah, I mean, in that kind of situation, like I have no problem like sort of gambling on running backs like that. Like I know that running backs like come and go like super right. quick. Um, but I'm not like ever in general. I'm not ever afraid of running back injuries in the draft that um, are kind of questionable because I see it as like a point to capitalize on like where pe- someone might, I wouldn't ever like reach for somebody like that. Right. But I have no problem like taking at like the current draft position value or lower obviously would be better. Right. Whereas I wouldn't do that with the wide receiver, but I'm always super high in running back in the draft. So yeah. giving, away, giving away my thought process here, but it's no, I think it's like, <laughs> I think we no, all know no mystery. Yeah, I know. We're all like so familiar with each other, especially like Tim. He knows, like, we've drafted so much over the past few months, months together. Like, he knows what I would do each round, who I like. So, I am so happy. Like, in your draft, he is three and I'm nine. He has no chance of Skyping me or Skyping, sniping me uh, on the draft. So, yeah, very happy he's not near me. Well, I mean, since you're first, Tim, who are you taking at three? Um, I'll lay it out there because I don't really care. Um, I'll take any of the three that fall to me. My first choice would be uh, Kamara. But wow! Well, you got to fulfill the. Uh, you got to take away Andy's team name. So. Yeah, you would have to take my team name. <laughs> I can touch that team name. Okay, and then nine's pretty far to like predict, but what what do you like in first round? This is give this is give if you don't feel like giving away, that's cool. <clears throat> or you can give away some false information. I'll leave it up to you. Okay, here comes the false information. If you want me to. What's that? <laughs> I can answer for you. Well, let's see how good you are. Who am I gonna take at nine? Okay. It's either gonna be if there's like uh one of the three wide receivers, which would be Julio Devontae or DeAndre or Lev Bell. Alright, you're like seventy five percent right there. So it's one of yeah, one of those are not in it. I'm not gonna tell you who. But I would probably at nine <clears throat> honestly I, I think I would probably take a, a receiver. I would probably take one of the big receivers there because um I feel like if I want to take a back on the way back, there's still I'm being at nine on the way back, it's still pretty early in the second round. 
and there's going to be a stud back there for me. Um, or I could take a chance and go another stud receiver. Like if say Juju falls to me at, at the ninth, at the second round, I mean, imagine starting with like Julio and Juju, like your receivers are locked up the rest of the way. And there's so many backs in the third and fourth and fifth round. It's ridiculous this year. So there's so many ways you can go. I know what you mean by there being like that many backs, but I feel like in the last few years in my league, people have gotten really keen and like really valuing backs like really highly because I've noticed that the backs fly off the board like faster than the ADP, um, at least the last couple of years. So I think in my situation, I like at 12, I'd be pretty tempted to just go running back, running back. And I, it's probably like a bad decision, but I always just like freak out that I'm just going to be left with like the skeleton crew of backs. Like I can, right. I can deal with some, some like janky wide receivers, but I can't deal with the bad backs. And it's just the, always the way I thought. And I'm pretty much that way too. Like if I went receiver, receiver, I'd probably regret it because I love the running back too. Tim I think does. it's like the gambly, like smart thing to do, but I think it's, uh, it's just hard to, to do properly. Yeah, sometimes you want to zig when others zag, right? Or zag when others zig, however that goes. Yeah, I guess I'm a sheep. What are your thoughts there, Tim? No, I agree. Um, I agree. Actually, both of you. And what about, um, if I could ask another couple of questions. I've written down a couple of questions there. I'm prepared. <laughs> um, Melvin Gordon, he's holding out for money. I, I agree. Melvin Gordon and Zeke, how, how scared everybody is. Yeah. Yeah, how scared are you? Have you read up on Melvin Gordon, Derek? Like, he doesn't look like he's going to come back anytime soon. It could be a Le'Veon Bell situation again. We yeah, I would, I would definitely fade anyone who's not, like, confirmed on the team on draft day. That's just the way I've thought. It's, well, I probably wouldn't have said this, but after seeing, the Le, like, the Lev Bell thing, I just, <laughs> yeah. I just don't trust it anymore. I guess if you can get some crazy value for it, it's worth it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, he, he's been going like in the fourth round, late third, fourth round. So, I mean, you could take a chance there. And if he comes back, you're like set, you know. Yeah. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I, I'm more nervous about Melvin Gordon than he. Um, but uh on scared me enough to, uh, like, Zeke, they're backing off to, like, him still going fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth um, overall, and I would be too chicken to take him. And uh, Zeke, I would probably take second round. Alvin Gordon, I would probably take too early in the third. I'd probably take him in the fourth. Yeah, I just I find it unbelievable that, like, essentially, like, the best player in the NFL last year, like, couldn't make a deal. <laughs> Like, yeah. I just find find it crazy that they couldn't have figured something out for, like, if the best guy in the NFL got not signed or whatever, then who, it could happen to anyone. Yeah. Bad sign for running backs in general, to be honest with you. Yeah, not as much as respect as other positions. No. Zeke, I think I would take early. I, I still would take him in the top four because I truly believe he's going to come back. Jerry Jones is so old. He wants to know <laughs> before he dies. Okay, so he is going to get this deal done and get Zeke in there. Jerry Jones does seem like he's the kind of guy that overpays for, like, a star, which yeah. I think is it's okay to do that. But I think he that's kind of his style is to, like, make a splash. 
the only problem with it is he's got three guys he's got to pay, and so now he really does. He can't just pay every all three of them what they want because he'll go. You know, we got a uh, um, budget, budget issue. So uh, this is a little different than Jerry just bucking up. So. Yeah, it's like Belichick's like the best at that, just being like super uh, mathematical. He just like he just like cuts people when they get or trades people when they get really good, right. and then just like scouts somebody when they're on the up and up and gets them for a value for like three years. Yep. And I think I know how you feel about this, Derek. But you heard that Josh Gordon got conditionally reinstated, right? <laughs> I don't even care. Yeah, I knew you'd say that. But Tim, on the other hand, will take him, I'm guessing, no later than the fourth round this year. Am I right? Is that for sure? No, not a chance. I would probably take Josh Gordon in probably uh, uh, tenth round. <laughs> Is that a lie? <laughs> uh, I did make a trade with Andy for a first round pick next year however it's in a dynasty league where that first round pick is really like a what is it like a seventh round pick well it's it's basically a um a uh, rookie draft is basically right. what oh, okay that's gordon over rookie and it's a dynasty league where i think if he uh if he manages to get past this year you know, without getting back in trouble, then I think he has a chance to keep going. And for I'll take a chance on that in a dynasty league. I don't think I can blame you for that. I I um I always used to make fun of David for essentially like rostering Josh Gordon for a whole year just to like <laughs> just to see him like not score in the uh, playoffs or something ridiculous. And he would always come back like in terms for, like time for fantasy playoffs and like give you like a 10 or something and then like throw a goose egg and then he would i don't know david's notorious for like overvaluing josh gordon and leaving him on his bench all year let me let me be really clear josh gordon probably is the most skilled wide receiver in the nfl it's just that he has a problem with the reaper and uh he that's not the best scenario at new england but as he has the best, the most talent of any receiver in the NFL. Yeah, it seems like he should be able to get it together, but it's just like always an, like a new problem. I don't know what it is. It is amazing, though. It's been like five years since he's really been like on the field, yet he could still come back. And if his mind was right, I mean, he could dominate. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's it's, like an enigma. There's yeah. like no one like him like out there. Crazy. I do have another question. Okay. When would you take your first tight end in a draft? Tight end. That's an interesting question because I've always been a uh, sort of a waiver wire streamer. Like I never, I don't even know the highest round that I've taken a tight end. I feel like it's like round eight, maybe ten. So I've always been super low on tight end uh, because I feel like there's always a Kelsey or like um, who was the guy that played for Denver when like Peyton Manning, um, oh, yes. Julius, some, Julius Thomas or whatever his name oh, is. Very yeah. good. And so there's always one of those guys that comes out of sort of nowhere um, and like Kittle from last year. So I'm always just trying to like 
scope out the wire like preseason and try to get some cheap tight end. And you had uh, Herndon last year from the Jets. Yeah, somehow that's always been my thing. I don't know how, but I always seem to find someone respectable. And a couple of times I've picked gold, so I've I kind of still biased towards that strategy. Um, what about you, Tim? Where where are you taking tight end? I well, it would depend on my draft spot. Um, so uh, like if I'm three, um, you know, if if uh, OJ Howard fell to me in the sixth, I I would uh, normally he's not going to go to the sixth. I would probably grab. Um, uh, and if not, then I'm going to probably sit and wait for a while and try to pick two guys that I think are full cool and, and play the, yeah, play the matchup. Uh, with 14, uh, this is might be given with 14 teams, you might not be able to do the streaming as much as you would like to, um, because if, if everybody picks you know, if you're at one and a half tight ends for 14, that's 21 tight ends, and now you're hitting the bottom of the barrel. Um, you know, for the the streaming, the, the streaming will be a little different in a 14 team league than like a 10 or 12 league. So um, I'm either going to take one stud or or uh, two serviceable. I mean, if you if you don't take one of the top three. Kelsey, Ertz, or Kittle. I've done a lot of mock drafts where I've taken one of those three in um, like my second round, and I never liked the way my team yeah. turned out because you're always like reaching, trying to find that uh, running back or that that receiver that you missed on that second round. And um, so, if I I probably won't take one of those, but I mean, if I don't get the second tier and like Tim was saying, the fifth through the seventh round, then I'll just wait like to the ninth or 10th round yeah. and, and pick somebody up. Uh, Greg Olson, he's lasting in drafts till probably the 12th round. You can get Greg Olson in 12th round. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to justify the early reach on the top three. Like, you know, I, I've always mocked and I've always hated tight end early. Yeah. And I think it's the same this year. But that's a good point about, like, 14 teams is going to be, like, essentially adding two teams we've taken, like, 20-something players out of the pool. Or 20-something players off the wire, so that's going to be pretty brutal for uh, tight ends and defenses and quarterbacks. <laughs> like It's going to be a lot harder to stream quarterback with right. two extra teams. Tight end. Yeah, tight end is going to be hard. Because yep. there's honestly not that many like scoring tight ends in the first place, like ones that you could rely on. So, yeah, tight end is going to be really hard this year. Yeah, tight end is tough. We should do a two-tight end league. <laughs> 14 team two tight end league why not <laughs> we're gonna have like the blocking tight ends on our rosters yeah <laughs> that sounds good what about um, Tyree Kill are you afraid of him either of you from what happened during the summer I mean yeah definitely like it's kind of like the Josh Gordon thing like he's obviously like not the smartest or best dude out there, but like he is, he is a freak, and he's gonna score points. But yeah, it definitely scares me that he's like got got the uh, criminal things going on. What about you guys? I mean, he's on such a good team. I think I would take him in the second round if like all the other big receivers were gone. I'd probably snag him. But 
he does make me scared too because something could come up from that wasn't there before in the court and he could be gone again so it does scare me that's for sure what about you tim uh, I'm sorry, I missed the question because uh, we actually lost electric for a little bit and our uh, transformer is sparking. Um, I just noticed it as I'm sitting here talking with you guys. So, <laughs> so this is your last question then. Um, <laughs> do, you, uh, <laughs> do you trust Tyreek with the uh, legal issues? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, and I actually think he's one of the uh, top three, three or four tight ends right now. Um, so, uh, I would draft him as such. Um, I like, uh, you know, he's right there. I think he's interchangeable with DeAndre Hopkins and Devonte Adams and, uh, Julio. Yeah, I agree. He's like one of the best. I just, I could see like, you know, that everybody who knows about his situation is looking like to bring him down. You know what I mean? Like when you're on top of the world like that, like if somebody knows something about you that could get you in trouble, they're going to. They're gonna put it out there. So, yeah, yes, absolutely. I guess since um, you know your house is about to melt down, we, this is a good time <laughs> to wrap it up. And uh, thanks for the uh, week one podcast and uh, good luck in the draft. Thank you. This has been awesome. Thanks for asking us. All right, signing well, off. <laughs>